Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You know, I find Yelp reviews fascinating. I don't know that I have ever left a Yelp review. We've done stories about lawsuits and uh, shops suing people to take down their Yelp review. But uh, I, I don't think I've ever left a Yelp review. And then I see a story that talks about this year's top Yelp restaurants, the top 100 U.S. restaurants, uh, according to Yelp. So I decided to, you know, peruse the list. You know me, I love lists. And uh, at number nine, you'd think was number one. I know you're guessing. Gino's Deli stopping by in San Antonio, Texas. Nope. Number nine. Uh, deep, <laughs> uh, Dino, the Yelp review for, uh, for this particular restaurant, we tried their Philly cheesesteak, smokestack, Rabbi Scott style ribeye steak, the pastrami sandwiches, everything was on point. I'm convinced there isn't a single bad thing on the menu. And then it goes on. So that, and that's number nine, right? And you're thinking, okay, well that's number nine. And number one has got to be. Sierra Subs and Salads in Three Rivers, California. Nope, that's number eight. I know. (laughs) It's a spectacular sandwich shop with the views of the Sequoias. Yes, people stop in on their way to go to Sequoia National Park. And they also have tremendous clam chowder. Okay, so those aren't number one. Who are you going to choose now? Oh, I know you're thinking about Broken Mouth, Lee's Homestyle in Los Angeles, California. Well, that was a pretty good guess. Lee was number one last year, but not this year. No, sir. Number six. I know. Lee has dropped way down. Uh, The vibes here are a perfect blend of Los Angeles swagger and charming Hawaiian hospitality. Now let's talk about the beef plate and it continues so i mean it's still in the top 10 but it's not number one like it was last year sorry about it so then your next guest i guess would be another california restaurant sunnyside kitchen in escondido california uh no good guess but number three Sunnyside Kitchen has crispy cheese-encrusted grilled sandwiches. I will say that the picture of the cheese-encrusted grilled sandwiches looks tremendous. Well, they all do, actually. Every picture from all of these top Yelp review restaurants uh, look fantastic. Number one this year in, uh, in the top Yelp reviews restaurant is Tomerico in Tucson, Arizona. Congratulations, Tomerico. It's a vegetarian Mexican cuisine even a meat eater could love. I will say, I doubt that line. But okay, if you say so, I'll believe you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was hesitant, the Yelp review, one Yelper says. I was hesitant to try this place since I saw it was vegetarian and vegan. I really love meat. But wow, this place is good. Is it? Uh, congratulations. Apparently, yes, according to Yelp reviews. Uh, so if you leave Yelp reviews, you helped uh, Tamerica and Tucson, Arizona, becoming the number one Yelp-reviewed restaurant in America in 2023. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. According to a new Gallup survey or poll, uh, an estimated uh, 1.9 trillion dollars is lost in productivity each year from U.S. companies by disgruntled employees. Apparently, uh, Americans are feeling detached from their employees or from their employers in the aftermath of the pandemic, which is probably why I just read a story about uh, Chipotle uh, announcing new financial and mental health employee perks intended to beef up staffing as it heads into its busiest time of the year. Yeah, you don't want disgruntled employees at Chipotle. You just don't. I guess uh, March and May is burrito season. I didn't know that. But according to the story, it is. So consumers are so hungry for Chipotle... Yeah, between March and May, they hire 19, they're going to hire 19,000 new workers up from last year. Wow. Okay. Good for them. So the new, uh, the new plan, uh, gives employees six free sessions with a mental health professional. I know doc, I'm feeling really, uh, disgruntled and I can barely, barely make my Chipotle sandwich. <laughs> Uh, you can go there six times uh, on the company. Uh, match up to 4% of an employee's salary through 401k contributions if they make student loan payments. Offer access to Cred AI, a Visa credit card designed to help users build credit. And SoFi, a personal finance platform. Well, isn't that nice? I mean, I know that the restaurant has, uh, according to this, long trouble hiring uh, young workers and keeping them. And uh, with increased prices uh, around the country. I know they specifically mentioned uh, California uh, with the minimum wage now, uh, $20 an hour. Uh, you know, making it more and more difficult to uh, hire employees. Really? Why? I thought at $20 an hour, everything would be fine. Nope, that's not it. Huh. Okay. All right. Maybe, maybe the uh, employees that are getting the boot from in and out in Oakland, California, uh, can go take a look at uh, Chipotle. Uh, in and out is going to close its Oakland location. I believe this is the first time that they've opened and closed the location. Uh, it's busy and profitable, but uh, there's too much crime. And uh, the company said we can't stay open. Our top priority must be the safety and well-being of our customers and associates. We cannot ask them to visit or work in an unsafe environment. Okay, so good luck to the In-N-Out employees. I know In-N-Out said that uh, impacted employees can transfer to other In-N-Out locations in the Bay Area. And if they don't want to do that, they can choose to receive a severance package. All right, thank you very much. Or they could go uh, see if uh, Chipotle is uh, ready to uh, take them on as an employee. It's not the employee's fault. 
that we know of that the restaurant, the In-N-Out Burger restaurant, is regularly victimized by car break-ins, property damage, theft, and armed robberies. Sounds like a fun place to go. Just stop in and get me a double-double and hope that I don't get robbed. Yeah, big surprise this place is closing. I guess everybody can just kind of hope and pray and wish that they win the lotto. Uh, There was no winner in the Powerball drawing. So the next drawing will be Saturday, uh, Saturday night, the 27th of January, 2024, for $164 million as the jackpot, $78.8 million cash payout. And then we have a drawing on Friday Uh, Tomorrow, for those of you listening live, today is the 25th of January, 2024. Friday of the Mega Millions, worth $285 million. uh, Jackpot with $135.1 million cash payout. So, good luck to uh, everyone involved, especially the employees that are getting the boot at the old In-N-Out Burger. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's say you are one of the, I mean, really thousands, if not millions of people out looking for a new job now. You're going to want to, you're going to want to be clean. You're going to want to not have dry skin. You're going to want to smell nice. Not overpowering, but smell nice. And that's where my man, Quinn Pittman, the Goat King, comes in with his real soap. Old school, hand poured, made from scratch. And old school means the soap cleans while moisturizing in a way most commercial bars simply don't. And that's by design, by the way. Handmade is the difference between, let's say, homemade and store-bought bread. You know the difference with that. That's exactly the difference between uh, store-bought and handmade soap. Go to qpgoatsoap.com and find out uh, what Quinn does for you. Most people... You buy soap from the store, you don't realize what it's doing to your skin. Store-bought soap will get you clean, but while it's doing so, it's also drying out your skin. And then, of course, you have to keep buying products from that same company, by the way, that will make your skin uh, soft. Huh, weird how that works out. Soap doesn't do that when it's made the right way with goat's milk. And that's what Quinn Pittman the Goat King, discovered when he first started learning about soap. And he's been making it the right way ever since. So if you want your skin to be clean, but also to retain its moisture, you need goat soap. And you'll want Quinn's goat soap. Quinn and his family, very proud of their product, and they want you to know about it. And Quinn is, uh, you know, he's a young entrepreneur. He's done something most kids his age wouldn't even, or maybe couldn't even do. And that's why he is now uh, crowned the Goat King. I've used the soap. I love it. Check it out, qpgoatsoap.com, qpgoatsoap.com. You can use the offer code Jeffy, get 10% off of your total order, 
qpgoatsoap.com. Don't forget to use that offer code Jeffy. Take a little bit off. Everybody needs a break from time to time. qpgoatsoap.com. Okay, let's uh, talk about a couple of things. Uh, it's uh, under the heading of things that didn't happen. Okay, so I'm reading a story about uh, Beverly Johnson. Now, she's the first black model to be on the cover of Vogue almost 50 years ago. She's 71 years old now. Now, she revealed in an interview, and she's out hawking her new show, by the way, her one-woman show uh, coming to Off-Broadway titled Beverly Johnson in Vogue. So she's out hawking that. Uh, So she's got to be relevant and try something to say, hey, look at me, look at me. She claims in this interview that uh, she went to Eileen Ford's 90th birthday party back in 2012. Okay, so that was quite a while ago, and and Eileen is already in Who Died Today. (laughs) We didn't have a Who Died Today back in 2014, but she would have been in it had we done it. And her friends were talking about the old days at this party in 2012 when someone asked if she remembered a certain hotel draining the pool back in the 80s. Okay. All right. So, all right. So they were at a party. They're at a hotel. And this, the story is she's getting this second hand if she remembered that there was the pool that was drained at a hotel they were at, I don't know, back in the 80s. Because Everywhere you went in the 80s, when a black person jumped in the pool, they would drain the pool. Am I right? She said, I was shocked. I had no idea this happened. And uh, she didn't know about it back then, but she's sure that it was racism. Okay, so let's say, for example, it happened. We don't know why the pool was drained, if it happened at all. Which, by the way, don't forget, we're in the segment of things that didn't happen, which I find very difficult to believe. But she's sure that if it happened, it had to be racism. And she won't name the hotel. Of course not. Uh, she's not looking to get sued. Aren't you? Aren't you? Okay. All right. So I know that she was, uh, you know, one of the first uh, modeling world's person of color and uh, she talks about how Lauren Hutton always went to bat for her and how great it was. But there's no way. I'm sorry, I don't believe it. Now, she's 71. Could it have happened back in the 50s? Sure. You know, like when she was a little, little kid? Absolutely. It happened. We know the stories of it happening, which was just, you know, remarkably insane and stupid. In the 80s, though? No way. Stop it. Stop it. Thanks for coming to the interview, though, Beverly. We appreciate it. And, uh, oh, by the way, what was that you were talking about? Oh, you've got your one-woman show on Off-Broadway opening uh, entitled Beverly Johnson in Vogue. Really looking forward to that. Okay, number two on our list of things that didn't happen. So I see where Congresswoman, I'm sorry, Representative Barbara Lee, from California, who is a black woman, an African-American woman, a lady of color. She was on, M- or no, this is CNN. This is not MSNBC. Sorry. I don't want to besmirch MSNBC when I'm besmirching CNN. <laughs> uh, so she's on uh, CNN and she tells a story that I'm sorry. No, In fact, you know what? I'll just let her tell you the story. 
these are not little kinks, first of all. Racism, institutional racism, is in the DNA of this country. Uh -huh. When you look at uh, what has taken place, look at the, our Native Americans, the genocide of Native right. Americans. When you look at what has taken place as it relates to African Americans, uh, the 250 years plus of enslaving right. African Americans. Tell us about it. And then you look at the disparities now uh, in our community in terms of health care, unemployment, the wealth gap, housing. You can't tell me that systemic racism does not exist. It's not just a little kink. Secondly, you have personal racism, which is hard to address, but I'll give you one little story. Oh, will you? Shows you why uh, we need to understand that I don't think she really understands racism. I was walking from the House building on Capitol Hill to the Capitol, and a man, a white guy, stopped me and told me I could not get into the member's elevator. And, you know, we have uh -huh. uh, pens, and I was going to vote. And he blocked me from getting into the elevator and told me I was not a member of Congress, and it was for members only. I said, sir, I'm a member of Congress. And he, I showed him my pen, and he said, whose pen did you steal? Now, this is an example of what personal racism is and how people of color constantly have to deal with this each and every day. Thank you, said that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> there is okay all right so i just have to stop for one moment there's no way that i believe that that happened all right let's just begin with that right away now let's back up a little bit and say okay i wonder if it did happen did it happen that way you're the ones you're the people the Democrats in Congress who want to shore up capital security after the day democracy almost died. So you've got special security of people in and out of the Capitol building. So let's say that uh, you were walking in the Capitol and you were heading to the members only elevator and a security person, a white male, uh, saw you, didn't recognize you, didn't know that you were a congresswoman and said, hey, uh, that's a members only. So you said, it said immediately it's racism instead of thinking, oh, he doesn't recognize me. He doesn't know I'm a congressperson. I showed him my pin. Now, if and then he said, ha, 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 go ahead, whose pin did you steal? As a joke, which would be a bad joke to her. He should know better. But let's say it happened like that. It had nothing to do with racism. I don't believe it. Now, let that having been said, I don't believe it happened at all. There's no way. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. If she's walking to the members-only members elevator, you know she has her stupid pin on because she's so proud that she's got her stupid congressperson pin. She wears it everywhere she goes because that's her mark. I'm a congresswoman. And so that's her. You know she's got it on. So there's no way. If she's walking toward the elevator, unless, of course, you know, it's wintertime and she has a jacket over her other, uh, her daily clothes uh, that it's covering up the pin, she may have to show the pin. I, I just, it's just incredible how the first thing, the first thing that we're thinking of, yeah, that's racism. That's racism. Only through your eyes. Only through your eyes. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. What is happening at the Four Seasons Hotel? More specifically, the Four Seasons Westlake Village Hotel located in California, which is in uh, the state that Britney Spears lives in. 
<laughs> I, I'm, I may have to think about think twice about stopping in at the Four Seasons and staying there, uh, you know, when I travel because uh, the Four Seasons, uh, well, I mean, they are, I guess, a luxury chain of hotels. Uh, they're definitely uh, top notch. They're, I know. That they're, look, there are no Motel Six. Okay, we'll just leave it there. Uh, she has been uh, banned from Four Seasons uh, Westlake Village in California. I know because apparently she was a topless at the pool. Wait, what? Yeah, she was topless at the pool. And according to this story, which I find hard to believe, another thing that I think, I think uh, things that didn't happen, although, you know, it's Brittany, so I believe that it happened. Uh, they say that guests were irritated to the point that she needed to be banned from the Four Seasons at Westlake Village. Okay, so this Four Seasons, when Westlake Village is going to kick Britney Spears out because she's topless at the pool because guests are irritated, I don't think so. There's no pictures. I haven't seen any pictures. I haven't seen any videos. And uh, so, I mean, is it believable that it could happen? 100%. But do I believe it? it's very hard to me to believe that a Four Seasons luxury chain would kick out Britney Spears for being topless at the pool. Would they say, hey, Brit, maybe you put a top on. Uh, you know, some of the guests are, you know, a little, a little irritated. That's all. But do they kick her out? No way. And California has a new residence uh, where, you know, he probably may stay at that Four Seasons where Brittany was reportedly kicked out. The uh, Four Seasons at Westlake Village in Los Angeles. Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, the now former head coach of the University of Michigan Wolverines, is now the head NFL football coach for the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, for the, he's decided to take on the team. Uh, I guess it's a five-year deal. Uh, he Michigan offered him, I think, eleven and a half million a year to coach. <laughs> this is, this is, I spit on eleven and a half million to coach. Now I thought he was going to be making like fifteen or sixteen million dollars a year to, especially in California. I mean, the taxes, well, Michigan too, but apparently uh, it's being reported now that he is uh, the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, five-year deal, $12.5 million a year. That's uh, still pretty good. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not, uh, not uh, shaking a stick at the $12.5 million a year. I will say that uh, that doesn't make him the highest coach in the NFL, uh, the highest paid coach in the NFL. Uh, okay. And so, I mean, uh, Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers still makes $12.5 million a year. Uh, Sean Payton, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan makes more than $12.5 million a year. <laughs> His coaches are fighting over uh, tens of millions of dollars. The players are fighting over hundreds of millions of dollars. It's fascinating to me because I am fighting over tens of dollars and Whew, man, you can, I can't turn the, I can't turn the money spigot off. I wish I could. I wish I could. I am looking forward to the NFL championship games this weekend too, with the Baltimore Ravens, 
uh, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Actually, the Chiefs are going to Baltimore. And the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Detroit Lions. Actually, the Detroit Lions are going to San Francisco. Should be fun. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Both games on Sunday. Awesome. Jim Harbaugh's brother, obviously the coach of the Baltimore Ravens, who I believe make less than uh, Jim now. Uh, by, uh, I don't know, 500000 or so, but he probably will pull in more than Jim with the playoff bonuses. I digress. So good luck to all those teams. I really, I mean, I, do I th- think I know who's going to win? Yes. Would it? Does it matter to me who's going to win? Not really. I'm just hoping for some really good games. And I think both of these games should be fantastic. Uh, it's probably going to end up Baltimore-San Francisco in the Super Bowl, but you never know. You never know. Well, the first U.S. execution using nitrogen gas is expected to be carried out today, the 25th of January, 2024 in Alabama after the Supreme Court uh, rejected arguments that the procedure was at risk of being carried out incorrectly. The inmate, 58-year-old Kenneth Smith, was convicted in a 1988 murder-for-hire plot. Uh, We know that the vast majority of U.S. executions over the past five decades uh, utilize lethal injection. Alabama approved the use of nitrogen gas as an execution method in 2018 amid the shortage of drugs required for lethal injection and mounting criticism over the method. It doesn't matter what method people we use for uh, uh, executions, it's going to be criticized. Uh, So the subject dies of nitrogen hypoxia. We talked about this before. While the non-toxic gas makes up 78% of the ambient air, 100% nitrogen gas lacks any oxygen, effectively leading to suffocation. Now, they tried to execute Smith in 2022, but prison officials called out the procedure because, yeah, we couldn't... uh, we couldn't get the line in. We just kept looking for it. We kept poking the needle in. We couldn't find a vein. Man, I hate that. There's a little, here's a little tip from me to you. My first wife, my oldest son's mother, was a registered nurse. And some people have a tougher time than others getting needles in to get a shot or getting IVs or whatever the case is, draw blood. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, it's the nurse doing it or it's the, you know, the blood titian, whatever they call themselves. <laughs> I think it is blood titian is their official name. And uh, they have a tough time getting the needles in. If you have that issue and it happens like, let's say, two times, you give them two chances and they can't land the needle, you tell them, stop, find someone else. Don't let them keep banging into your arm with the stupid needles or your hands or whatever. Stop. Find somebody who can do it right. You can do that. You can say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hold on there, blood titian. Uh, Settle down. Okay. Go find some, go find me another blood titian that may be able to do this job. You can't do that. Apparently there wasn't another blood titian at the Alabama correctional facility. So they couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not funny that's uh, not funny at all hey i thought you were gonna die today yeah they couldn't put the needle in so i'm here still here on death row so we'll see 
if uh, my man Kenneth Smith is on Who Died Today Tomorrow. But today we have Who Died Today. Walter Kelmati. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Walter Kelmati, a film executive for Embassy Pictures and New World Entertainment, who also ran business affairs for Felix the Cat Productions for more than 30 years, has passed away. (laughs) You talk about Hollywood. That's this guy. Walter E. Kelmati Sr., uh, Embassy Pictures and New World Entertainment and ran business affairs for Felix and the Cat Productions for more than 30 years. Has died. Uh, he was 85 years of age. The family confirmed, don't, don't even, don't start because the family confirmed he died of heart failure. If it was anything else, they would have said something. So Walter E. Calmetti Sr. rest in peace, dead at the age of 85. Then we have longtime award-winning journalist Charles Osgood. If you uh, are older than, I don't know, 10, you know who Charles Osgood was. Uh, He was CBS Sunday Morning for 22 years. He was the host of a long-running radio program, The Osgood File. He died at his home in New Jersey. He was 91. The family said the cause of death was dementia. Very sad. I do not wish that on anyone. He was, uh, he worked uh, for CBS News 45 years. 45 years he worked for CBS News. Incredible. And so many people loved him. And, I, you know, he had wore his bow tie. And apparently, now, uh, according to this, he was the one who started I'll See You on the radio. I don't know that that's true. That's what it's, that's what they say. I'll see you on the radio. Okay. I mean, this guy was amazing. And he used to uh, sing and produce shows, uh, pl- played the piano, played all these instruments. He h- did uh, orchestras with the New York Pops and the Boston Pops and the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Guy was actually uh, an incredible lyricist and uh, a really, really, really smart man. And I'm very sad that he has passed away. Charles Osgood, uh, dead at the age of 91. Then we have Melanie, Melanie, the singer who performed at Woodstock in 1969. Her song, Brand New Key. Oh my gosh, Brand New Key. I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. Now she's claimed (laughs) in an interview not long ago that that song was the bane of her existence for years. (laughs) (laughs) believe me melody i understand but she also had the lay down candles in the rain song in the early 70s which was a huge hit for her and everybody lit candles at all her shows and she was and so uh she is now dead at the age of 76 she was working on her 32nd album 32nd album Wow. Okay. She was putting an album together, a secondhand smoke, uh, for the Cleopatra label. That had to have been her label. 32nd album. Incredible. So, uh, Melanie, Melanie, dead at the age of 76. Now, don't, don't start looking at me like that because they didn't say any information about what caused her death. So, if there was what you're thinking about, they would have said something.
right? Right. So the children are going to honor her. We were supposed to light a candle yesterday at 10 p.m. Central. I would guess that if you didn't do it yesterday, if you missed the if you missed the candle honoring Melanie, lighting a candle honoring Melanie and raising them high uh, to illuminate the darkness and you know connect us all uh, in remembrance of the extraordinary woman who you know, was a mother, grandmother, great-grandmother, friend to so many people, wife, uh, Melanie. She, uh, you can do it anytime. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say on behalf of the family, I'm not, well, I shouldn't do that. I, I'm going to say this is not on behalf of the family. This is just me speaking for the family. Okay. Uh, just light a candle and remember Melanie. I'm sure they'll be okay with it. So next time you hear in some movie, or some radio show playing, <laughs> I got a brand new pair of roller skates. Uh, I got a brand new key. Or you got a brand new pair of roller skates. I got a brand new key. Just know that uh, Melanie is now dead at the age of 76. Rest in peace. Then I got uh, to reach out and say uh, I got a lot of messages yesterday from the Who, Day, Who Died Today segment where I mentioned Ugga X. Now, Ugga X, known as Q, is the uh, Georgia Bulldog mascot, or the former Georgia Bulldog mascot that died. And they announced it, saying he died peacefully in his sleep. I didn't say anything else, okay? You all messaged me, asking me, thinking that it was this, thinking that it was that. They didn't say, okay? All they said was, he died peacefully in his sleep. So don't look at me like that. Ugga X is still dead at the age of 10, a former Georgia mascot. A for, I mean, you may have known him as Q. Uh, people fondly knew him as that. And uh, it just says that he died in his sleep. Okay, that's what I said yesterday. That's what I'm saying today. Stop thinking what you're thinking. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this. I saw this this weekend and I've been meaning to talk to you about this. Have you heard about the new British weapon? And I'm hoping that we have it as well here in the United States. Known as Dragonfire. It consists of a powerful laser that can target multiple drones at once and bring them down reliably without the use of traditional artillery. Okay. Early estimates indicate it's accurate enough to hit a coin from more than half a mile away. A preliminary test conducted recently in Scotland produced encouraging results. Officials are now hoping to move to the next phase in order to address current threats. What could that be? Could that be the uh, the Houthis uh, with uh, you know backing from Iran? Could that be uh, no? Probably not. Uh, just other threats that's all uh so uh one of the major problems thus far when it comes to targeting drones is that it's been very costly in some cases military strikes costing millions of dollars have been approved against aircraft costing just a few hundred bucks right so dragonfire is the weapon would that everyone would love because the weapon itself costs a lot of money 126 million dollars they claim but once it's up and running, the cost of firing it is negligible. Uh, negligible. 
or negligible, whatever, <laughs> whatever you'd like. <laughs> so uh, sending up uh, the light speed beam for 10 seconds costs about the same amount as running a heater for an hour and the average deployment is less than $13. So according to this, the U.S. is pursuing similar weaponry. Uh, you think? Uh, Russia claims they have the same type of device, though uh, nothing. Uh, there's no evidence uh, supporting any of that except what we know about Dragonfire. So that is an amazing weapon, and I'm sure that there are going to be more like Dragonfire uh, in the very, very near future. Kind of scary, actually. Makes one wonder, should one believe in God, doesn't it? I see where the Pew Research Center has reported the number of Americans with no religious affiliation reached nearly 30%. That's up 12% from 2007. I guess we're calling them the nuns. Okay, the N-O-N-E-S. Yeah, definitely not the N-U-N-S, I'll tell you that. The nuns, N-O-N-E-S, are people who are diverse, young, and left-leaning individuals. Most believe in God or another higher power, do they? But few go to religious services. Many of the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, say they were raised in religious households, but developed mixed feelings about religion's impact on society. About 43% said religion does more bad than good, while 41% said it does equal amounts of good and bad. Other nuns, N-O-N-E-S, say they dislike religious organizations and had a bad experience with them. So watch yourself out there because uh, the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, is growing. And I don't think that's good. You can quote me on that. I don't think that's good. All right, I'll give you the joke of the day today. Made me uh, made me laugh yesterday. I saw this on one of the social media accounts. You can follow me on my social media accounts at JeffyJFR on X, Jeff Fisher Radio on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow me on uh, Cameo at JeffyJFR. You can order a Cameo from me at JeffyJFR. Just go to Cameo and uh, say, tell me what you want. And happy, glad, sad, mad or mean. And uh, I'll do it for you. It's not free, but uh, you can you know have that happen on Cameo. You can email the show anytime, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Oh, and you can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher as well. So I saw this joke uh, yesterday on one of the social media accounts that I perused during the day and uh, it got me, it made me laugh. You know the movie Forrest Gump, okay? And we just got done talking about the nuns, the N-O-N-E-S, but there are plenty of people that do believe that, uh, you know, when you die, uh, you go to heaven. It's funny how that happens. Anyway, uh, so this joke is when Forrest Gump dies and he stood in front of St. Peter at the pearly gate. Now you'd think, this is just me off the top. This isn't part of the joke. That if Forrest Gump went to the pearly gates, uh, St. Peter would say, Forrest, go on in. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Hobble your Forrest Gump butt on in there. But no. Uh, but no, Forrest went to the gates and uh, St. Peter said, uh, welcome, Forrest. We've heard a lot about you. Unfortunately, it's getting pretty crowded up here. 
Is it though? My question is it? This was from a couple of years ago. I'm guessing the crowd is, uh, you know, maybe thinned out a little. But anyway, uh, Forrest, uh, we've heard a lot about you. Unfortunately, it's getting pretty crowded up here. And we find that we now have to give people an entrance exam uh, before we let them in. Uh, okay, said Forrest. I uh, hope it's not too hard. I've already been through a test. My mama used to say, life is like a final exam. It's hard. I know, Forrest, uh, but this test is only three questions, and here they are. Question number one, which two days of the week begin with the letter T? Question number two, how many seconds are in a year? And number three is, what is God's first name? Well, sir, said Forrest, the first one is easy. Which two days of the week begin with the letter T? Today and tomorrow. St. <laughs> Peter looked surprised and said, well, that really wasn't the answer I was looking for, but you have a point. I'll give you credit for that answer. Next question, said Forrest, uh, how many seconds are in a year? Well, 12. 12, said St. Peter. Uh, yes, sir. January 2nd, February 2nd, March 2nd. St. Peter stopped him, said, I see what you mean. I'll, I'll go ahead and give you credit for that one, too. And the last question, said Forrest, what is God's first name? It's Andy. And St. Peter looked at him with uh, some kind of shock in his eyes and said, Andy? How did you come up with Andy? And Forrest says, I learned it in church. We used to sing about it. And then Forrest broke into song. Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. Andy tells me I'm his own. St. Peter just opened the gate to heaven and said, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> I know, I know. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.